Hey there, I'm Peter Alsop. Our song to you for today comes from my Staying Over album. It's called Rachel and the Moon. Many years ago, my friend and teacher Luke Barber told me about a story his young daughter Rachel had written in school. Luke is a philosopher and a very deep thinker, and the story had touched him deeply. He felt uncomfortable because the story finished with something he had done with the best of intentions, but evidently he had hurt his little girl's feelings. I understood that he hadn't intentionally done that, and I said, Luke, no matter how hard we try as parents to do the right thing with our kids or our friends, it's inevitable that once in a while we do something we wish we hadn't done. I think he already knew that. But Rachel's story inspired me to write this song because it's about forgiveness. Here's our song to chew for today, Rachel and the Moon. Fog drifted through the streets of the town Leaving a misty trail The foghorn bleated out on the point And the moonlight glowed cold and pale Cold and pale No one was out in the cool night air As Rachel lay in her room And she wished that the fog would all roll away To clear the sky for the moon And she'd sing to herself The moon is my friend It watches me all night through The moon keeps me safe And it won't go to sleep Until I do special she was to have such a friend as the moon as she stared out her window the fog rolled away and she kept on humming her tune and she'd sing to herself the moon is my friend it watches me all night through the moon keeps me safe and it won't go to sleep until her father came in to kiss her goodnight And she told what her friend the moon did That it watched her and followed wherever she went And so wasn't he proud to have her as his kid And her father laughed, yes, he was proud, and he hugged her. And up on his lap, Rachel curled. Then he smiled and kissed her and told her the moon follows everyone in the world.
and Rachel lay wide awake on her bed. She was sure that her father was wrong, and the moon couldn't sleep at all that night. And the fog hid the tears that ran with her song. And she'd sing to herself, the moon is my friend, it watches me all night through. The moon keeps me safe and it won't go to sleep until I do, until I do. I played my dulcimer on that with the wonderful Michelle Browerman on synthesizer and Miriam Cutler and Shelby Flint sang the delicious background harmonies. As you heard, Rachel's story was about one night at bedtime when a little girl told her dad that she was sure the moon was her friend because it followed her and watched her wherever she went. So she knew she was special. She wanted her dad to know that too and be proud of her. But then her dad told her that actually the moon appears to follow everyone in the world. And suddenly the little girl felt like she wasn't special any longer. Her dad kissed her goodnight and left the room having no idea what had just happened until much later when he read her short story from school. As parents, we try as hard as we can to protect our children. We want to teach them and guide them so they acquire the skills they will need to navigate the wide world we inhabit. And most of us do this with the very best of intentions. From time to time, however, we miss the mark. And I haven't found any way to avoid doing that, and it's painful. What I've learned from these painful lessons is that it's critically important to have a feedback loop available. And what I mean by that is that if we do something that we think might be nice for someone else, something that they need that will help them cope with some difficulty they're facing, we may need to check with them to see if what we suggest is really helpful, if they're in a place where they're ready for the kind of help we're offering. And then we need to listen carefully to what they tell us, because often we are so convinced that what we think would be a great idea for them might not be right. Timing is very important. If they're not ready yet to try our new idea or to accept the help we have to offer, we need to take that into account. There are times when we pass something on to them that would work great for us but won't work for them just yet, or maybe it never will. A feedback loop is full of questions. Do we really know who they are and what they're feeling? Are we being very honest with ourselves about what our own agenda might be? Of course we want to be the best parents we can, but before we force our way of being onto someone else, it might help to take a good hard look at our own agenda. When we come up with a really good idea, it's important to make sure that our feedback loop is in place and properly working. We need to be constantly vigilant so we don't step on other people's stories. I listen to the Tom Hartman radio show often. Recently, he mentioned a lesson he had learned in his family as a child. I believe it's an old Jewish tradition. The lesson was that every day we should do something nice for someone else. Then he said that the next part of the lesson was the most impactful part for him. It was that we should do the good deed to help someone else without letting them know that we are doing it. In other words, we don't do the good deed for the sake of getting the approval or recognition or honor or glory or indebtedness from the other person for doing it. We simply do it because it's the right thing to do. I greatly respect Tom and I learn lots from him, but my little flag went up when I heard this. It went up because when we do a secret good deed, my personal experience is that I need that feedback loop, that checking in with the recipient of my good deed, not because I want to take credit for what I did, but because without that feedback from my friend or my child, I have no real way of knowing if my good intentions were accurate. 
if my intervention was way off base due to my own blind and prejudiced perceptions. That night when Luke told Rachel, oh honey, the moon follows everyone in the world, he just wanted her to have an accurate view of the situation so she wouldn't be disappointed or look foolish in front of her friends when she found out how cold and impersonal the moon can be. He wanted her to understand that her perception, her story, wasn't true. How often have we done that to someone? Hmm? That story was the feedback loop for Luke when he first saw more fully what had happened that evening as he put Rachel to bed. Rachel will grow up and sooner or later discover that the moon appears to follow everyone. We make up or hear stories in our childhood that help us feel wonderful about being alive. There's no reason to give these stories up. Even when Rachel is a woman, she can hold on to the idea that the moon is still her friend, regardless of what science says. And that goes for Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, even God. Each child holds certain stories close to their own heart. Then, when we're grown, we can decide which stories work for us, which stories we want to live by. And each story can be considered separately, weighing fact with fantasy and the knowledge that uncertainty is one of the richest parts of our human experience. And so we pick ourselves up and go on. People forgive us for our missteps, or not. As we live in our family with our partners and our friends, in our job, our town or country or tribe, with lots of other frail, emotional, struggling people, one of the hardest parts of being a human is to forgive ourselves when we understand how we have hurt others. It's painful to accidentally hurt someone we love, but when we use our feedback loop and make the effort to grow and learn about what we need to do differently, then hopefully we don't have to learn that painful lesson again. And that's what helps us forgive ourselves. I'm Peter Alsop. Thanks for stopping by. I'll be back next week with another song to chew. Bye for now.